Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Kelly. What? My son is a perv. Oh no! What do you do? You lick your boobs? I so much worse. We took him to a funeral viewing today, and he like is staring at this woman's butt. And I'm like, okay, kind of weird, but whatever. He's not gonna do anything. It's fine. Then pinches her butt. And fortunately, this woman was very nice and very gracious and was laughing and was just like, how did he pinch her butt? Like literally like slid his hand up her leg and then pinched her butt cheek. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Mark and I were like right there, but also like didn't react fast enough. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. She was very nice. She was like her butt looked great good for her like she was wearing leather pants so <laughs> anyway but i was just like apologizing obviously multiple times and she was kind of laughing and was like oh this isn't the first time it was like what do you mean this is oh my time? god i guess her butt attracts people eh does <laughs> oh mark pinch god. your butt um yes but mostly i pinch his oh uh, so wayne's probably he, seen that you know <laughs> i gotta stop doing that yeah, where did he learn that, mom? Where did he learn how to pinch butts? Oh my gosh, that's the first time he's ever done that. So we we're yeah. Like, well, I'm sure. I don't know. Is it really though? Did he do it in daycare and nobody's talking? Maybe I should ask the daycare. He's going around pinching. <laughs> Just Listen, pinching this butts. is the beginning. This is the beginning. Classic Slovenian. He's a bum butt man. Oh I don't know what's wrong God. with all these Slovenian men. They love butts. They love butts. Oh my God, I was so um, mortified. Was it Ren's son, Nathan? He's obsessed with bumps. He's obsessed. Really? He talks about butts. He touches butts. He's slapping butts. He's pinching butts. He's constantly talking about him. It's like <laughs> he loves them. That's so awesome. It's like, well, he's a Delance. That's for sure. <laughs> loves those butts. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. You can tell. Yeah. Greg's with me. I have like a really nice butt. We got like <laughs> Anne-Marie and Millie butts like they all True. have butts you know butts. we all have big we all have big butts and i can't I like big butts i say that to <laughs> wayne all the time <laughs> it's your fault Brittany. and he like dances to it he like bounces to it he's like yeah it's your fault it's my I, fault the mystery has been solved the mystery has definitely been solved oh my god i was so mortified we're like at this very like solemn oh event and then we're like all howling, laughing because we're like, oh my God, he did not just do that. What am I going to do with him? I just hope that this is not a recurring issue. <laughs> well, it depends. You are leading by example, Brittany. I'm leading by example. And we definitely didn't discourage him because we're all like laughing and think it's so cute. Exactly. Just like when you so, train a dog. Exactly. Don't, He's getting don't attention. Don't encourage it. Exactly. Oh, anyway. He'll be like, Yes. Yes, but now he's gonna start slapping butts. He's gonna go. <laughs> well, he's also tall, so like he's at like a good 
good angle for most oh my god you could do butts and then you could like ram into people's like junk basically (laughs) run into their head their penises or maybe he'll become the next monty gold oh god hopefully not (laughs) that segues us into our episode quickly though an important thing has happened since we last talked i know we last talked a couple days ago nothing has happened my weekend was like nothing you know well, you did watch this episode multiple times, so. Well, I watched it yesterday, and I watched it just now, so I feel See? it's very, very fresh. Fresh and exciting. It's so fresh <laughs> and exciting. <laughs> She's so exciting to me. Yeah. I don't want to take away from this episode because it's very interesting interesting is the right way to describe it i'm on the fence about whether i like it me too i'm like kind of in this place of it does move the needle in one way i think it's very character building for booth character building generally even for brennan i don't know about brennan though and for angela in a weird way i feel horrible for her we're gonna talk about that we are going to talk about her, but it's, I still, I'm loving Angela. I'm loving her. Angela's that's great. One of, the, one of the reasons I why told when you I was you would. reading I the script and I was laughing because it was day. her. It was her making me laugh because she's so funny. Oh, she has really funny moments in yes. this episode, especially. Yes. Um. Okay. Do you want to talk about Booth and his anger issues or? Yes. I want to say <laughs> welcome. Welcome everybody to Squintcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Brittany. And today we're going to talk about season two, episode 13. The girl in the gator. There we go. I mean, this is, that's not a very um, unique name or like creative hey, name. <laughs> listen, I don't know how they keep doing this for 12 seasons. I, I don't know what it looks like 12 seasons <laughs> from now, like how they're naming these friggin' episodes, but I'm just going to mention before we begin. Yes. Mild. Not a mild, but pretty big trigger warning here because we're going to be talking. There's mention of um, sexual assault. There's mention of, yeah, sexual assault, uh, rape, and general misogyny. So, yeah, yeah. there's also something else. I think there's a mention of suicide as well, briefly. Very briefly, but still. There's a lot of big again we're gonna talk about it because it's like wow when you realize like how bad it is yeah this episode is have changed wild (laughs) oh yeah it's just crazy i find the more we talk about this show especially it'll be interesting to see how it develops over the 12 seasons like you were saying because a lot of the stuff we're seeing in these first couple seasons, it's like, I don't know if you could write that into a show now. I don't think no, so. <laughs> I don't think so either. Some of it's pretty like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit okay. sus. Okay. Yes. Start Let's us get off, us started. Right? Yes. So uh, we are with Seely Booth and Dr. Brennan, and they're walking out of the Royal Diner. Oh my god. I have so anyway. Okay, we're gonna come back. I'm just gonna tell you what happens, then we're gonna talk about what the heck is going on. Okay. So they're walking out of the diner, they get on the street, 
Booth is on the phone. He's trying to pick up a case. He's getting some information about a case that's happening in Florida where you'd have to fly down. Um, Brennan is just acting very confused that he's on the phone altogether. They're, they must not have had a very good lunch because this is not a good setup. <laughs> um, they're walking along the road. Then this uh, ice cream truck playing extremely loud music turns from the middle of the road into the wrong side of the road and is like yelling at booth because booth is yelling at him to shut the music off because he's annoyed and he can't hear his phone call he's like i'm just trying to do my business what's wrong with you it's the kids they love me and he's driving on the wrong side of the road following booth and then booth gets fed up and surprise surprise and much to all of our surprise including brennan's pulls his gun shoots the clown that's singing on top of this truck at which point it starts smoking lights itself up <laughs> it like bursts into flames brennan is looking on and she's like that was not good it's not good not good at all not good. holy not shit good. booth you cannot discharge your firearm in the middle of a busy street this is insane i was thinking like booth is so irritable like from the oh get God. like when he's coming out of the diner people are going in he's holding the door he's like you're welcome he's all mad at them for not being grateful to but him. also why why was he holding the door like that he's holding the door so that they basically have to play like they're like <laughs> he's holding his arm up what's that I called know. when you have to go under the pole limbo limbo they're playing limbo <laughs> they have to go under, under his, his arm, arm like to get in the restaurant yeah no you do not deserve thanks booth you're in the way get out of the way also question two questions why is this street so chaotic like it's insane how like all of a sudden there's like all this traffic and the ice cream do -do 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 -do. the ice cream like truck ice is driving on the wrong side of the road well maybe it's a one-way street i don't know but that's the thing maybe. if it's a one-way street why is it so busy like this should be like a quiet area they had then, a lot of people ready for the set they were like i know extras. Right? <laughs> and then the ice cream guy He's from New York. He's like, uh, you are working here. I got kids. Uh, they like my ice cream. He's talking like this. And, and they're like, like, where are the kids? There's no, there no kids. Not a single child. Oh, my God. This guy's business is not doing well. Anyway, he says the music attracts them is what he says to Booth <laughs> yeah. about the music. So I thought creepy. That was a weird thing to say. Such a weird thing to say. So creepy. <clears throat> not cool at all no not cool <laughs> oh my god it's just not it this is it's a good it's a bad start for booth did you notice if anyone freaked out when he shot his gun like did anybody drop to the ground There's not drop to the ground but there was one dude that was like move out of the way but that's, that's scary it. i i would drop to the ground or i'd be like oh my god gunshots yeah. jesus in the middle of um, the day a couple weeks ago well not a couple weeks oh uh, yeah whenever not not new year's but whatever the holiday before diwali maybe okay oh yeah there was a holiday where there were fireworks yes 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 and these stupid kids were shooting fireworks off we live backing onto a school a school like lot um a school field anyway these kids were lighting fireworks 
off, which is like, okay, that's fine. But they were shooting them at the houses. <laughs> Fortunately, not our house. But so Mark goes out and he's like, I'm going to get my gun. They <laughs> got in their car and drove off so fast and did not come back for New Year's. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. But I, I should like, use that more often. Oh my god. He to get like, rid well, of annoying children. Yeah, exactly. It's just he's like, I'm not actually gonna get a gun. <laughs> like that's funny. What are they gonna do? <laughs> so anyway, they did not come back. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna break into our house and like burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he has a gun. No, exactly. He has a gun. All good. Anyway, that just reminds yes. me. We are about to meet someone. I completely forgot existed. Me too. But he's <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> Which I guess maybe he's boring. Is he boring? That's why we don't remember him. He's an no. interesting character. I don't think. Uh... Anyway, I won't spoil anything, but go on. Well, as you may expect, um, Booth is off the job for a little bit. He has to see a court mandated psychiatrist. Um, and then that psychiatrist has to sign off that he is fit to go back to work. I'm surprised that that's all he has to do. Honestly, he discharged his firearm in the middle of a busy street. That seems like grounds for like immediate termination. But anyway, union job, I guess. Right. (laughs) More than that. Government job. Government job. So Brennan's driving along, getting the deeds from Booth. She's in Florida by herself and has flown down with this guy, Agent Sullivan, that she's going to meet up with there. Um, oh, he's not from Florida? No, I don't think so. Oh, they hooked her up with him because he's... Okay. I was confused by that. Yeah. I thought he was just working in Florida and meeting, like, you know, helping her out while she was there. I don't, I don't think so. The geography, oh, bless you. The geography of this episode is weird. Yes. It's a little all over the place. We'll kind of touch base on it as we're going through it. But she arrives at this swamp area where they're pulling out a, an absolutely enormous alligator that is dead. Yes. Four people. Are needed to pull this thing out of the water. Um, his name is Eugene, the alligator, not Sullivan. The alligator. <laughs> the agent's name that she's meeting is Agent Sullivan, and he goes by Sully. Um, and he is not Booth at all. No, he is there to do his job, put his hours in, and go home. Basically, it seems. Yeah, yeah. So she, Brennan, tells them like that's nice that this is here the reason she's being called in at all is someone had seen um a human arm i think being eaten by this alligator um so basically they they got it and now they think that there's some body parts inside of it so they got to do their investigation so she's saying okay this needs to come back to the jeffersonian with me on ice in a massive crate all good and sully's like oh you got this handled i'm gonna go see a boat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um brennan is so unimpressed she's like booth usually helps me with this but okay she finds a locket then he's interested in the case again because he's like oh shit what's that and she's like i'm sorry just go see your boat please fuck off (laughs) she's nice about it but you know did i get everything 
Oh, pretty much, yes. I mean, I just think it's funny that Eugene is the name of the alligator and the sheriff is like really upset because he had to like shoot him. The yeah. sheriff is like best friends with this alligator saying he oh was the king God. of the swamp. And I feel and he bad. has a name. <laughs> well, he feels bad he had to kill him because of the human remains inside of him. And he was like upset about having to do it. And I love like, yeah, Sully's starting out like not being very respectful. Like Brendan is not impressed with him at all oh yeah no he's completely checked out mark came in while i was watching the episode and he's like oh, oh. he looks different <laughs> no i was like oh it's a completely different character he's like oh yeah that makes sense i'm gonna interrupt you when greg came in during okay. this episode i'll tell you what he said <laughs> oh i can't wait to hear <laughs> never mind it's after brennan says don't you have a boat to buy when silly was like really interested in the locket like after he was gonna leave <laughs> And then we have our intro. okay we'll make it through oh, I, don't know I think this episode it. won't actually take that long to talk about because even All though right. it is well you regularly flying through yeah yeah i think we'll fly through it all right i will go talk about this we come back from our intro we're back at the lab back at the lab and i'm telling you angela is so excited about this gator she's like oh, yeah. excited she's like i knew it was a gator brendan told me it was a gator but oh my god this is amazing an amazing gator she's like shocked and then hodgins is all excited because he's like we have the coolest jobs and then zach <laughs> zach who looks like a professional now by the way uh, zach's like coming in and he walks over to the gator and he says to angela step away please like he's being really rude to he's angela the worst she's the reason he even has a job <laughs> i know and she, i yeah, exactly technically he's her superior i guess now. no 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 that's he's he needs lessons anyway he so needs she says to get it together she tells him to you know check himself before he wrecks himself you know because like <laughs> seriously you should, should check yourself seriously he has a huge attitude so then cam comes in it's all very like here look at this person here's that person here's that person cam comes in and she starts like pulling stuff out of the alligator <laughs> it's interesting it's like, because i would think that she would do that in her lab but in it, her this is own like on... yeah yes very interesting also it's like mary poppins's suitcase this freaking gator <laughs> really he's is. got so much stuff <laughs> so she finds like a rabbit and a frog and all these things and then they hear music <laughs> they're like is that music and they can hear like this sort of and they pull out this Bluetooth speaker shaped like a football out of the alligator. <laughs> that made me laugh. And then they turned it off and Angel's like, oh man, I really like that song. And I was just like, <laughs> she's killing it. She was killing it. Oh my gosh. She's hilarious. Yeah, she was, she was great. Small it problem is, though. There's one extra the thing. What is yes. this? Well, they found a foot. Oops. 
in the gator. And then Cam says, what do you think, Zach? And then Zach goes, definitely a human foot. So I love how, like, she's getting him to confirm and all that. Yeah. She seems to be getting him involved, which is nice. Well, she did hire him. Yeah. She didn't really want to at first, though. Well, we get to meet Dr. Gordon Gordon, a.k.a. Dr. Gordon Wyatt next. And this is why did you say Dr. Gordon Gordon? He calls himself Gordon Gordon. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that. He he says, yes, Gordon, Gordon Wyatt, Gordon Gordon. Um anyway, Booth makes fun of him later about it. Oh but my god. So okay, we have a major problem here. Why? Booth shows up at his psychiatrist's house. Okay. Major problem. Why is he going to his shrink's house? How did he even get the address? Is he using FBI resources? Anyway, he's there to be like, yo, we don't know each other, but you need to sign this form so I can go back to work because I have an important case to work on. And Dr. He wasn't sent there? I don't think so. It's not his office? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, in the, in the, you've watched the show. It doesn't do, seem like. Do people continue to meet him at his house? I don't think so. I have to, tra- I have to, this is something we will have to follow up on. Yes, because. I don't think, I don't think it's so. not safe for people to do this, for psychiatrists no, to do this. Definitely not. So he starts, he go. he looks like he's about to sign the papers kind of willy nilly. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. But then he starts questioning him. He's like, oh, did you like, sh- what did you do? And he's like, oh, well, I shot a truck. And he's like, oh, so there were like terrorists involved. Crazy. He's like, oh no, it was an ice cream truck. Just, I shot the clown on top. And then he kind of, he puts the, he puts the pen away in the paper and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay so you need to think about why you shot this clown i'm gonna make some tea and you you think about that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and booth mm -hmm. is like what the hell tea i don't want tea i just want you to sign this goddamn paper so i can get i'm stopping you right now because we haven't (laughs) talked about who plays this character Ooh, yes this character is played by none other than stephen fry first of all he calls agent booth mr booth Agent Booth. He's very British. <laughs> and posh. Also, do you know who Stephen Fry is besides this character? I do. Aren't there... I don't want to say it because I don't want to say something that's not true, but wasn't there a huge scandal with him at some point? Where he married someone who was like way younger than him. Yeah, they're 30 years apart. He married someone who's 30 years younger than him. Yeah, but that. But yeah, no, he's a huge actor, like absolutely massive. I don't know about his personal life. He was on Top Gear, though. That's what I know him from. You know him from that. I know him from a bit of Fry and Lori. Which okay. is a British show from a long time ago. Do you know who Hugh Laurie is? Oh, yeah. He played House, House for many years. Yes. Hugh Laurie is one of the funniest people 
ever. Really? He, he was in a show, like he did Fry and Laurie. This is a comedy show with him and Stephen Fry. They're old friends, him and Hugh Laurie. I didn't know that. Hugh Laurie is, he was in a show and I still, to this day, I cannot stop. I never, I always think about it. It's a show called Black Adder which is with Rowan Atkinson who plays Mr. Bean. Okay. But there's this, this is one stacked. It's insane. So anyway, they're all they all know each other. So Rowan Atkinson had the show called Black Adder, so he played this pet character Black Adder throughout the ages. So Middle Ages, you know, Renaissance period, whatever, World War 1. So it's like it's an interesting show. Regardless, yeah. Hugh Laurie plays the part of this foppish prince who's always like Oh, uh, whatever. Like, he's just like very, he doesn't when is care this about show from. Oh, that's a really good question. I'm going to say 80s. Black Adder has been around forever. Anyway, okay. Hugh Laurie is so funny. He's so funny. He's so funny. He's so funny. And he and Stephen Fry are very good friends and they're very funny. A bit of Fry and Laurie is like a sketch show that they did. I'm going to say 70s. Okay. So. Fry's been around a long time. He's been in the mix for a long time. I had no idea. My like earliest exposure to him mm. is Top Gear. I forgot he was in this show. I completely forgot. And that's what, 2009? 2000... Yeah, I don't know. I never watched Top like, Gear. Not that long ago. I don't know. Anyway. Regardless. I'm sorry. I just love Basically, like what the real thing is that I love Hugh Laurie. Basically, I love. We're not Hugh sure. Laurie for... We're not sure if we love Stephen Fry anymore, but we definitely love Hugh Laurie. <laughs> Hugh Laurie is great. I absolutely loved House. I watched that religiously. Mm. I thought that was like the best show ever. When people found out he was British, they, their minds were blown. It was oh so yeah. Funny. Yeah, he does such a good American accent. He's Whereas perfect. I was like, "What is he doing? Why You're is like, he what acting is, American? Why is he using that voice? <laughs> That's so dumb." <laughs> there's so, there's a lot of actors like that that I'm like, "Oh, they're British." Yeah, well, like Eleven from uh, Stranger Things. Yes, she's British. The first time I heard her talk, I was like, "Oh, okay." Who is it? it was Idris Elba when I watched the show The Wire, and he played Stringer Bell, and I would like have he was in that incredible fantasies about him he's so hot oh my god he's so hot i'd be like <laughs> i would watch the wire with greg and every time he came on screen i'd be like oh like this and greg's like shut up <laughs> every greg's time like, i get it here's your hall pass with like stringer bell oh my god but then i found out he was british i was like what <laughs> crazy <laughs> he's gonna be the next bond i think i hope so I hope so. He'd be perfect. Are you gonna be able to make it through the movie? I don't know. <laughs> Daniel okay, Craig was let's pretty get great. Back. He was pretty great. Let's get back to the lab. Okay. Where are we? They're still going through the stomach contents. Yes. And <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, this so is okay. They're updating Brennan. Yeah. Brennan's examining the remains with them. They're going through the stomach contents. And Angela walks in and she's like, Florida FBI just beamed over some names of recent missing persons. I was beaming, like, beamed. Beaming, beaming, like, did they email beaming. them? Like, what is beaming? We haven't had beaming in a while. 
Beaming is amazing. Also, I just going to say before we get further on, because this gets crazier and crazier as we go. Brennan is talking about the depth of the bite marks on the body. And oh, she's yeah. like so impressed. Like everyone loves this gator. Everyone loves this. They're obsessed. Gator. She's like very impressive. <laughs> wow. Look at these bite marks. I love it. Like, oh, my God. Sully walks out onto the platform like immediately after Angela. Yes. And turns out the cam knows Sully which is kind of cool and we start to get i'm not sure that's a good question i wonder if it's because it sounds like he's friends with booth and booth and him booth and her were dating not just recently but they dated prior as well so maybe that's how how do they know each other but we start to get an idea of who sully is Mm -hmm. and that is someone who appears to be a man of many talents and he according to her cam seems surprised that he was still working for the fbi is she thought that he was gonna have opened a restaurant or a petting zoo or something at this point so he seems like he has lots of ideas and <laughs> brennan kind of makes a snide comment about how he was gonna buy a boat but thank god he made it back to shore <laughs> um <laughs> anyway sick burn, Brennan. A sick burn and <laughs> cam when she says that cam and slowly kind of look at each other like oh, okay give me a break whatever <laughs> but they like very very quickly this victim mm. appeared to have some sort of cleft palate surgery when when they were two years old yes which is old for a cleft palate surgery i would have i would think but anyway um <sighs> So cost money. Not everybody has money to do that. That's Brittany. true. We're very lucky to live in <laughs> Canada. Um, so they're able to, from the list of missing persons, like they don't need to go through the list any further because just from seeing that one surgery, they know exactly who it is. This is someone named Judy Dowd. What? Tell me more. I was like, Okay, so we're jumping to conclusions again. Brennan, like, how many times does she do this? this? She immediately identifies her as this person because of this surgery. Is there a serial number on that thing that she's got on her jaw no. or whatever? She's just assuming that, based, I guess it's based on the list of missing persons and this is what correlates yeah. or whatever, but it's like, but we should the, still do some more list, testing. Like, does the list of missing persons say cleft palate surgery at age two i guess so i don't know you Must. get all their medical records when you look at their missing persons reports i guess so but so this girl went missing three weeks ago she was a freshman at virginia state yeah sully is very skeptical he's like shouldn't you at least look at x-rays before we just jump to conclusions about who it is mm-hmm. but brennan seems very confident in her decision even like you even though like you said technically it's a leap to us but for some reason she thinks that it's a sure thing so okie doke has she ever been wrong into the interrogation room they bring in mr dowd the -hmm. father of the victim yes and oh my god i just my heart just breaks for this guy it's a tragedy it's awful the necklace that they found was belonged to his wife and she had passed it to their daughter when he when she passed away um this girl is the only person in his life 
basically. It sounds like he kind of isolated himself after his wife's death. Perhaps I'm jumping to conclusions, but that's the way it seems. It seems like his wife died when Judy was 11, when their daughter was 11, and it was just them two ever since. They relied on each other, just them two. And so he had talked to her every day that she was on this trip and he's like regretting so much letting her go because if he had just kept her home then this never yeah. would have happened you just see his heart absolutely break yeah by the death of his daughter um we do Naturally. find out that she was there with a friend mm-hmm. so that's kind of like our next step who we can talk to but yes i was just this scene just broke my heart this poor 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 man i felt awful for him and especially knowing that your daughter was found inside an alligator. Yeah. These are the kinds of details we can leave out. <laughs> well, this is all they know right now is that she was found inside the alligator at this point, right? So True. And it's not exactly like he, they can have like a regular burial because all that's left of her really is like bones with various tissue well they still have to examine it further before they can do any release the remains right so exactly (laughs) anyway we're back with dr wyatt tell me more yes we're back with booth and dr gordon gordon wyatt (laughs) and booth is complaining because he's served uh the doctor has served him some tea so booth is making like criticisms about how english he is and Wyatt's saying, well, actually, I think I've, I've assimilated quite well. Like, he's got this very Americanized lifestyle. And Booth is being, I realize that he has to be like this throughout the episode in order for us to recognize the shift later on. But he's so yes. resistant to being psychoanalyzed, A. Yeah. B. Like, he's just putting Wyatt down for being British and all these things. And he's like, I'm a coffee drinker. Like, I'm a man. He's, like, being very um, tough and macho. And impatient. But, like, taking it out in, like, the weirdest way. Very strange. So then Wyatt, again, he kind of ignores Booth's attitude. And he's like, you know, I've even become so American that I'm going to put a barbecue in my backyard. And he starts talking about barbecues and where the word comes from. And he's, he claims it's from the Caribbean, which I'm going to look this up, but I'm saying no way because half the people from the Caribbean were pe- brought over from Africa. So I'm going to assume, you know, the barbecue originated somewhere in the yeah. either Africa or the East and Asia, that type of thing. People have been cooking meat on fire for a long, long time. And then should look up just, if that's true. <laughs> really insanely impatient about having this paper signed so he can get back to work. I need to get back to work. And in every thinking, scene, it's there. Like it's in every like scene, every, it's like right there. It gets the tired there. though after a while. Like, okay, Booth, I get it. Like, you want yeah. to sign the paper. You want to go yeah, back exactly. to work. But it's like kind of obvious what to us as the audience, and it's obvious to the doctor yeah. what's happening. But I'm like, did no one explain to Booth how this whole thing works? Like you have <laughs> to do this. You're obligated. Like is he never there's no way. There's no way he wasn't sent to get some kind of psychoanalysis or some kind of um evaluation given the fact that he's killed so many people. And he shot like he's had many shootings. He shot in episode two of the series. He shot a terrorist. 
in yes. a public place. So you would think that he would have to, it's court mandated. Like it, it's, it's a requirement. I thought of the FBI that you have to go see a shrink. Also, I, I would think that there's like several, like there's a certain number of hours that you would have to meet, but maybe not. I would think so too. I don't know the logistics of it all, but regardless, I think Booth's just being obtuse. Yeah. And then why it's like kind of, he's being really funny here. He's like being dismissive yes. of Booth's attitude. Almost like, it's like well, okay, you know, I'll see you later. We'll, we'll schedule. And Booth's like, no, no, I'll we'll have to do this. So then I love this. Is this where, um, he basically is like, I'm going to go and you know what? He's asking him to do the work in his backyard for <laughs> yes. him. He's like, you put my barbecue together. Yeah. And it's not just any barbecue. Like this is, oh, he has to do brickwork. Yes. <laughs> is this where, when he does the brickwork, is that where? No, but I in? did show Greg the finished product. <laughs> he was very happy with it. I was like, it's okay. very nice. Regardless, we're learning little things. Like the doctor's learning these things about Booth, right? He's learning like how much of a control freak he is. He's learning mm -hmm. about, you know, how precise he is and how detail oriented he is and like how he's very good at his job and there's all these things that the doctor's picking up in these little conversations right but i love how the doctor also keeps calling him agent agent he yes. says yes agent right away agent i'll be right back agent why did you work on my backyard agent and it's just very it's a wonderful accent kelly <laughs> it's not a Stephen fry accent though <laughs> i'm very impressed <laughs> i like it Oh, oh my next? god we are in the interrogation room again and now we're talking with uh the victim's friend abby mm. so sully and brennan are questioning her <laughs> this shows how obtuse brennan can be mm. she doesn't really like she talks her the victim's friend talks about how they were hooking up with people and how the reason she didn't report her missing until later like she woke up in the morning, saw she wasn't there, and then didn't report her missing until, like, the evening. Because she thought, like, oh, she's probably just hooking up with someone. Everything's fine. She'll come back tonight. And Brennan is like, what? Hooked up? Oh, hooked. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Was she hooking up with anyone in particular? <laughs> I was oh like, God. okay, you have had sex before, Brennan. We know. You know what hooking up is. Give me a break. Oh, yeah. Brennan knows what hooking up is. <laughs> I'm sure Sullivan's like, Sully's like, uh, wait, is this what? You don't know what hooking up is? Oh, okay. Interesting. Anyway, so this girl's like, yeah, like, I don't know. She could have been hooking up with anyone. We just, we met so many guys. You, you know how it is. Sully's like, mm, I'm, I don't think she does. I don't think she does. <laughs> anyway, so it turns out that she had taken a bunch of photos and she'd given most of them to the police. Yeah. But she had held back some of them because she didn't want, Ab uh, not Abby, she didn't want the victim's father to see these photos because it was basically like your typical hot girl yeah. at spring break, girls yeah. gone wild situation. Yeah. Um, That's why Allie has two Instagram them. accounts. No. Yeah, that was that was a thing. It's not the case anymore, but back in the day, like not too a few years ago, yeah. kids had two instas so their parents could follow them by one and they could have a private one no. that the parents didn't follow. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. That's where like the the raunchy stuff happens. 
but you know about it i'm like, friends with both of those me. pages yes <laughs> you're like don't worry we'll tell greg <laughs> no baby look at me oh yeah sealed lips I just are sealed. sealed i just i just sealed my lips for listeners just so you know yes oh yeah like threw away the key it's gone but i'll tell you on the podcast anyway go on <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back with Angela and Cam and they're looking at a computer screen while Hodgins walks in and they're concluding Cam is concluding that unfortunately they believe that although there were no drugs in the system she was extremely intoxicated with it with alcohol and she appears to have been raped yes or that she cam kind of brushes off and says or she engaged in some extremely unpleasant college sex but the conclusion here is that she was sexually assaulted yes um they don't have any dna to compare it to wait before this happens hodges walks in yes during this conversation they're looking at these photographs that abby has cam mentioned they talk about this whole situation where she's sexually assaulted and then hodgin goes oh yeah by one of these fine lads he points out the men in the pictures oh, but he God. says it sort of casually like it was a joke not he called any gravitas yeah. you know and they're disgusted like he and he even uses like an abbreviation he calls it oh our victim was an hsb hmm. and they're like wait what <laughs> Um, apparently that means hotstudentbody.com. Okay, this is where you wanted me to like Hodgins, right? Yeah, I I do, but this is a step back. Like many, he brushes many steps over back. the whole fact that this is like this horrible situation. Yeah. He's like, oh, she was a hottie. She, she was a hottie student body. He's all excited because he's like looking at college girls. How it's old is so this man? Gross. He's talking about <laughs> he's basically talking about girls gone wild. He's at yes. work with two women yeah and they're just disgusted in him and especially angela angela's looking at him like are you fucking yeah kidding she's right questioning now? her choices right now i'm sure and his excuse he's like well like i just clicked on a pop-up and then i caught caught in a tornado what do you what do you want from me also <laughs> what is a tornado like no i have a feeling what it is i know what it is based on what he's saying but like yeah no. he went down the rabbit hole we want to like you, Hodgins. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Please. Uh, especially this this scene just really rubs me the wrong way with Hodgins. Especially because the conclusion, while he's in the room, is that she was sexually assaulted. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. oh, by one of these uh, lovely gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> like, read the room, buddy. Like It's just brutal yeah anyway so we keep going back and forth between the case yeah that like there are two different completely different storylines going on right here that overlap every so often because booth and brennan have phone calls but booth is having his therapy sessions throughout this episode and we're just switching back and forth back and forth back and forth till we get a resolution with booth and then we get a resolution with our case um anyway do you want to talk about Booth's handiwork? Well, Wyatt comes back from his little, I don't know. This is like the next day or something, isn't it? It seems like it. Because like, Booth, he's built like an entire structure and it looks listen, dry. 
is it the next day though because he's wearing he, this is what bothers me yes i'll talk about this later but the doctor comes back from running his errand booth is building like crazy he's doing a great job why it's so impressed with what he's done and he's trying to like get a feel why it's trying to get a feel for like what his Booth's relationship was with his father and Booth's like don't even bother barking up that tree everything was fine with us we're besties then Wyatt's explaining like well you know you were saying how you don't drink tea with men and you have very specific sort of rigid ideas about you know gender assignments and things like that and then I'm just like and then he's yeah Booth's like oh my partner's a woman you know anyway <laughs> but it's not like I guess it's, Booth did have a say in that. He did ask for her. I guess so. But it, this is very much like that person who's like, but I have one female friend. Exactly. Oh, I have and one, then, one friend of color. Right. Exactly. And then Booth like, is like no so Booth. oblivious to the fact that the doctor is trying to keep him busy, obviously, to like distract him from the psychoanalysis of it all. And then we get to hear about like, at, you know, the, the doctor's trying to get information like do you are you in a relationship and he's like no i just broke up with somebody and it was my choice and he's like oh yeah what was it is she a he and then booth gets all like gay panic and no he's like, so no. offended so that offended that he would think could be that a he... man exactly again this is very telling of the time i feel yes. anyway he sort of explains to the doctor what happened with him and cam a little bit and which is actually helpful for us as well we had an idea, but we didn't know for sure that he had broken up with her. He's definitely broken up with her for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so then Booth Sorry. sarcastically tries to say, oh, yeah, that's it. I, I shot the clown because I can't handle relationships or I can't let women go. Or like he's just trying to get the paper signed yeah. by the doctor so he can go back to work. Booth is so dumb. Like, I feel I was frustrated with him for being so dumb in this particular scenario and i was also angry because he was wearing a suit and i thought what did he go to this guy's house so thinking odd. he's gonna sign my paper and i'm gonna go right back to work like maybe that's why i didn't think about that that could be why like why is he wearing a suit like it's absolutely Especially now that they're back at the jeffersonian like she's not in florida anymore that's the thing like he's yeah. still going to these it's very noticeable because later what happens with his clothing is you know obvious but yeah it happens like this is it like, comes off no i'm just kidding. yeah well, now he takes all <laughs> his clothes off and he just becomes one with anyway whatever <laughs> i just thought it was weird the whole suit situation and i wasn't sure what day it was because like you said it was like he was going to the doctors when she was in florida and then yeah. she's back from florida and he's still wearing the suit Anyway, yeah. why it must be the next day go. though. Like that he did a lot of work on this. Structure. Yeah, and he was still wearing a suit. So why is he wearing a suit doing brickwork? Anyway, <laughs> Wyatt will not sign the paper and he's insisting no. that he's come back the next day. He's like, You gotta come back and we gotta figure this out because well, your theory that your relationships that's your problem uh is saying that definitely not it. So we'll work on it. Um Zach's examining the remains and then Cam comes on the platform and he tells her that they found a stab wound which is great um Zach can't understand why Angela is like so annoyed with him being her superior 
Um, which is honestly, it's kind of nice. I find Cam and him have kind of a nice little relationship where I feel like she feels like she could be honest with him. And she basically tells him like, listen, well, okay. You may be her superior. You don't need to act like an ass. (laughs) Like you can be her friend and be the person who you've been this whole time. Because although your role changed, it doesn't change anything. So anyway, that was the conclusion. They also concluded that Judy was murdered. She didn't just accidentally stumble into the swamp and feed herself to the alligator. Mm. Um, But that's basically all that happens in that scene. Just a little bit of a, we're going to see if Zach's attitude changes toward Angela. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah, I I did like this exchange. It needed to happen, right? Oh, like for he sure. He needs to be taught how to treat people. Like when he gets higher up, you need to learn how to like manage people and communicate properly, right? So, right. So back in, I guess we're in Angela's office and it's determined pretty clearly that she was the victim was not only sexually assaulted but also murdered yeah i feel like people are being very casual in their language in the scene we don't have to go on about it too much but then they're also looking at videos on the computer screen of hottie student body this website that's run by this person they're looking at videos that were taken the night that the victim was murdered and they see that it was shot in fort lauderdale it was the day that she was she disappeared and hodgins is very familiar with the person who runs this company their name is monty gold Ew. he's basically their proxy for joe francis who ran girls gone wild basically yeah, yeah they were kind of calling him like a hugh hefner yeah, um, but he's not. He's a Joe he's Francis. Not. Also, he's Joe ew. Francis. He's yes. gross. Joe Francis is gross as too. So why gross. is Hodgins here? Why is he doing this? Why is he even like explaining this? Like it's I would anyway. love to be a fly on the wall in a room with him and Angela after that exchange where she discovers that he is intimately familiar with hottiestudentbody.com. Listen, lots of guys know what Girls Gone Wild is. That's not the issue. Oh, the yeah, the for point sure. is you have to sit them down and say, you realize this is wrong, right? Like yes. this is, there's something fundamentally like misogynist and like really backwards about this. Like that's the discussion you need to have. Oh yeah. It was, I mean, any guy, like, come on, guys are so dumb. Like it just takes so little. <laughs> It takes so little well, for them to be viewers. distracted. <laughs> so sorry. Like an, a 90-year-old woman with cleavage could walk by and they'd be like, huh? Like, oh, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so true. Because it's just cleavage. Wow. Look it's at like, that. oh, boobs. Whoa, boobies. <laughs> Ooh, what? Boobs. <laughs> wow. What? Oh, my God. So, unfortunately, we got to go meet this guy, this mm. Monty Gold, which means that, like, talk about carbon emission and, like, climate change they're <laughs> flying to and from florida a couple times so they i'm assuming are, are back in florida i think so they're in fort lauderdale now eventually he goes to maryland and then they're not traveling as much okay but at this point i'm pretty sure that they're at a club meeting him in fort lauderdale 
so they're walking up to Monty Gold, who's surrounded by all these young girls, and ew, so gross. He has two people he works with, Lloyd and Eddie, who are going to come up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Sully shows this guy a picture of Judy Dowd, our, our victim. And yeah. they're like, okay, yeah, she's just one of the girls. Like, yeah, of course. She uh, looks exactly like all the rest of them. Um, They're like, well, this is a victim who was raped, murdered, and fed to an alligator. So are you sure you don't recognize this person? um yeah somehow that gets monty's attention and he's like oh an alligator like okay let's stop filming everyone like let's talk about this but this guy just gives me the creeps he is so slimy Mm -hmm. like not not a great situation at all right um there's a couple scenes here involving a bus and involving lloyd and his other worker um eddie one of them drives the bus and one of them follows behind um i couldn't quite follow exactly but basically brennan it seems like they're trying to delete the photos of this girl off the computer but Brennan comes on, even though she's technically not supposed to be there. Yeah, she goes, follows. Is it Eddie? She follows, yeah, she follows or Lloyd. Lloyd. She follows Lloyd onto the bus, and Lloyd's his producer. And then Monty Lloyd, comes on the bus after. Lloyd's trying to delete all these pictures. Monty yeah. chases her onto the bus and goes, get the hell off of here. You don't have a warrant. Like, get out yeah. of here. Just so everybody knows, Monty Gold is played by Alex Winter oh he's from bill and ted's excellent adventure yes <laughs> work is work okay work is work this character is abominable so creepy he's awful. terrible we, awful. Know, we hate him he's almost as bad as hodgins sometimes it's fun to play these characters because you're like yeah i'm gonna I make him really so. slimy because i can the worst be a creep people. <laughs> me too i can be I can pinch I, a butt i think it'd be easier to like play an angry person quite frankly what character would be the easiest to play i don't know yeah an angry person would be good mm-hmm. get it all out yeah yeah so basically brennan makes a comment she's like you know anthropology anthropologically speaking you follow a very ancient tradition like yes. you're not original he's like oh yeah i'm an entrepreneur she's like, well you're a pimp so <laughs> anyway he's he basically kicks her off the bus yeah she's happy to leave which is fine yeah um but we do get a little bit of information mm-hmm. misguided or not who knows um but they kind of send them in the direction oh wait no we meet the priest now and then we find out about the the bodyguard or not bodyguard what's that called the people who are in front of a club bouncer bouncer, bouncer. <laughs> about the bouncer. there we go yeah so it turns out that there's this guy who follows Bonnie Gold around, who's a priest, um, and he gives me also the heebie-jeebies. Honestly, yes. even more than Bonnie Gold. Um, he's talking, like, basically talking about the devil and sin and take, talking about all these things. And he, Brennan notices the inside of his car has a gear shifter with a tennis ball on it, which is kind of just like a, an interesting observation 
and it, he, his car basically looks like a mess. Anyway, so they don't really love this guy. They kind of just talk to him. He doesn't know who this Judy Dowd is. They don't. He doesn't. He claims to not know the victim. He puts it back on back on Monty and, and says like, "Oh, what did Monty do to her?" Uh, all in all, we find out at the end of all this, the preacher's a creep. We find out that they think that they're they go oh wait no we do know this person wait a minute um you know what she was macking on this bouncer you should go talk to him and they basically just claim that this is some chick who just wanted her 15 minutes of fame and who cares she's just one of many they get them to sign waivers they give them their 15 minutes of fame and then they move on to the next city yes did you talk about Brennan and Sully's exchange while they were talking with the priest? I did not. I'll because let you this it. is where I'm just going to backtrack a little bit because Please two do. things. The actor who plays Isaac, the priest, is played by French. The actor's name is French Stewart. French Stewart has been acting since the early 90s. He's been in tons and tons and tons of stuff, everything from way back in the day like wkrp in cincinnati he's been on seinfeld he's been like on all these different shows he was in a show called third rock from the sun i don't know that yes huge huge part in third rock and i'm just looking at his i he has an insane like over 120 he's a fantastic actor he gives us exactly the vibes that we probably need to be getting from him he's which are super creep (laughs) yeah no he's been a huge he's playing this huge creep he's doing a great job i don't know what that says about him but again same with alex i'm sure he's a great guy in person (laughs) well alex winter who plays monty is not even remotely like monty gold no right so yeah french stewart is like he's like a stalwart like tv guy he's been around for years and years and years but i just want to (sighs) say isaac goes up to Brennan and tries to get her to see the Lord and give her some like scripture to read. And cause he thinks that she's part of the girls yes. gone wild or whatever, the haughty student body group. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not one of these people. And then Sully says, she's with me. And then she looks at him and she goes, why are you winking? Because Sully looked at her and she's with me and he winks at her. And she goes, why are you winking at me? Like, she's like yeah. outing him. He's with me. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not with him. He's with me. Like, it was yeah. so funny, this little thing they had. Because later it comes up a few times. Little things start happening throughout the episode like this. Yeah. It reminds where... me a lot of the episode where they go to Vegas. And she's like, we're not engaged. We're, I'm we're uh she she she's like we're not married we're not even engaged she doesn't want to like be seen as like his yeah she doesn't want to be someone's property or whatever yeah exactly yeah Yeah, no that's a good point i did not bring up it was an interesting exchange like you said an important little like it's the beginning little drop it's the beginning of something interesting yeah. that happens. So where are we with uh, Isaac here? So Isaac basically is just being creepy and mm. he continues to be creepy. They tell him to shut up, basically. Monty and his crew tell him to shut up. 
And as they're um, getting ready to pack up or whatever, Lloyd or no, Eddie is like, wait, I think I might remember this girl. I think I do remember this girl. And that's when he turns her on to, or Lloyd turns her on to, turns Brennan and, and Sully onto this bouncer um, who he claim who they claim this girl was making out with that night. Right. But here's the other thing that happens that's interesting is that somebody starts to rough Isaac up. He's this dude show walks in up and tries to get Monty to wants to be hired by Monty to be one of his bodyguards or whatever. So he's like, I sent you my resume. I want to work for you. So then he just this guy who wants to work for Monty decides to start roughing up the priest because he thinks the priest is harassing Monty or whatever, yeah. or stopping Monty from doing his thing. But then Monty gets someone to get take the guy away who wants to work for him. He says, you're never going to work for me. And yeah. he, he's, he's nice to Isaac. Like, he says, come on, Isaac, have you eaten today? Like, come have a sandwich. Like, Which is interesting because he almost seems like a groupie for Monty. Apparently, he was constantly following him around. Yes. But this is key. It is. And I will bring it up later. Yes. We'll talk about that later for sure. Okay. I apologize for interrupting and backtracking. No, it's good because it was a long scene. Lots of things happen, especially what you brought up with Sully and Brennan is important. Yes. But the big takeaway is Something that else happens. we're being redirected. I think that's it, isn't it? Well, you know, they're asking Monty all these things about, like, if any women ride with him in the bus and, yeah. you know, he's convincing, trying to tell Brennan that these girls exploit themselves like it's nothing to do with him. And he's saying, Monty's saying, everybody wants to be, I don't have to do anything yeah. anymore. Like, they just all want to be a haughty student body. And he said, it's kind of lame now. Like, I'm not really turned on by any of it because it's so mundane. Yeah. And then and they get her to they get them to sign waivers now, which they have a waiver for the girl. Right. Died. But then Brennan says, you know, you objectify these women. They're not real to you. And then Monty's like, oh, God, you got to spend all day with this woman. And Sully, this is where Sully says, Again. yeah, yes, an actual woman. You ought to give it a try sometime. Like and Brennan notices. She loves this. it. She oh, yeah. notices him saying this. Even she though it up. Booth said the exact same thing in Superhero in the Alley in season one. Yep. She notices it when Sully says it. Oh, yeah. And she likes it. Actually, yeah, I didn't even realize that. There were two situations in this scene where he kind of stands up and is like, oh, hey. Yeah. Hey, pretty I'm lady. I'm sorry. I did it again. I went back. No, don't be sorry. That's a good thing. I yeah. totally missed that. So many things happen in that. The big takeaway, like to push our story forward, yeah, is we have this bouncer. So in the next scene, there's they're back at the FBI. They know that like Judy, the victim, she signed this waiver, but like it was so clear to Brennan that she was so drunk, like she could barely hold a pen when she was signing this waiver. Yeah. So like it has no worth in their opinion we get an interesting view into sully again here and he's yes. becoming more and more endearing like at first i felt <laughs> like oh this guy 
like give me a break what an idiot but i'm like oh he's actually he's like a teddy bear he's very sweet yeah um he ordered sandwiches for himself and brennan and he claims that these are like the best sandwiches ever and one day he's gonna turn it into a franchise and she also likes the sandwich they have a little moment (laughs) (laughs) like oh it's, it's it's pretty good and he mentions to her like she kind of brings up that do like do you not like being an fbi agent and that's why is that why you want to be like opening a sandwich shop mm. riding away <laughs> on a boat um opening uh i don't know he, there were several other examples i love that he's eating with his, like talking with his mouth full it's so funny oh my god it's so funny but he basically tells her like yeah like i don't intend to being an f i don't intend to be an fbi agent my whole life i never did um do you plan to stay in one career for your whole life and you can see the gears kind of turning she's like well i went to school for this and like obviously that's what i'm going to do because i've trained my whole life for this so why would i just like Brittany studied accounting for years i will be an accountant for the rest of my life yes (laughs) so many years of school um I just thought it was interesting, especially since I, many years ago, I read a study. I think I think it was that every person, like on average, every person has about seven careers throughout their lifetime. Like as a minimum. Okay. Huh. Which I think isn't, that's interesting. Obviously, some uh, people are going to have way more. Some people have, have way less. I'll have to count mine at some point. But on average, you should, yeah, we should count yeah anyway i just thought it was interesting so so we do find out sully has a degree we'll find out what it is in later Mm -hmm. um but he's like i'm gonna go get the bouncer you just chill here eat your delicious sandwich and then maybe go and do your work he calls it his space her spaceship i know it's so funny you go back to your spaceship the lab gonna go back to the lab exactly and then he Oh my God. He does this. He tries to do like a Jamaican accent. It's weird. <laughs> so bad. But so Brennan's bad. face, I wish I could bring it up. Uh, I wanted to take a picture. She has great her, expressions in this episode. Her face when she left the office while he was eating his sandwich. It was so funny. Like when she left the office, she looked so. She hated him in that moment. But at the same time, you can tell that he's growing on her. Yeah, you can't tell if he's because he's real. so charming. Exactly. Yes. Hold on, I'm gonna try to bring it up because it made. Well, me you're bringing so it up. Yeah, tell you about Wyatt. <laughs> yes. Um. So Booth this time for sure shows up without like this is not a scheduled appointment, honey. Um. He shows up in like the middle of the night, and Booth is begging him. He's like, please let me get back to work like i just give me like a clown restraining order or something oh yeah that's side eye she Look gives such face. side eye to him she like, are you him. fucking kidding me she's like you idiot <laughs> you idiot oh yeah why is boot right there at him. night why is he bothering this man he doesn't like this guy is like i that's nice that you're here we don't have a scheduled appointment you have to think about why you shot that clown and at that moment he gets a call from bones and he's like this is why i need to get back to my job because i need to get back with my partner 
and I need to be helping her. He's like obsessed with getting back to work. I'm I'm curious if this is paid leave. Because if it's paid leave, like take your time. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, every single time that he gets a phone call, he always answers it. And this is no different. Even so though annoying. he's showing up in the middle of the night, he still picks he, up the phone to boom to bothering this guy at his house and he's like, excuse me, I have a phone call. Sorry, like, are I have you a phone kidding call. Me? Thanks for getting out of bed, but just give me a minute. Oh my God. Anyway, the guy, Gordon Wyatt, just goes back in the house, closes the door, and I guess he's coming back tomorrow because he hasn't actually figured out why he shot the clown on top of the ice cream truck yet. Hmm. At this point, so the reason Brennan is calling, so we see that she's in her car driving herself. So unusual. Mm hmm. Um, and she's asking exactly the question that we were kind of just talking about. Like, is this guy for real? Yeah. Is Sully real? We get a little bit of insight into him. We get insight that his partner had died a year prior. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming that they mean his uh, partner in the FBI and not FBI. His life yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of death obviously has an impact on people. We also find out that these two are pretty good friends, Booth and Sully. Yes, they're at, for sure. Booth's at Wyatt's house. He's bothering him at night. He's like, you got to sign this paper. I got to go back to work. Yeah. He answers. Booth answers the phone. Booth, uh, he Booth lost his partner about a year ago. Yeah. Nice. Because then Wyatt comes back out. I'm thinking yes. another scene altogether. Okay. Wyatt comes back out and he's <laughs> like, a little is like, oh shit. Okay. I got to go. Sorry. Just a little out of it. Yeah. Um, And Booth is like, oh sorry sorry i gotta go i gotta go yeah and ultimately no Wyatt is not gonna sign his papers but he does start to talk to him finally about howard epps yes and that's who we know we think at this point as the audience in my like i when when he was acting the way he was the last episode epps died him and Wyatt. it's nice that Wyatt takes the time for him Oh yeah. Wyatt basically is telling him like asking him all these questions about the death of Epps. And Booth is like, this has nothing to do with how I'm acting. What are you talking about? I didn't drop him. I didn't kill him. He fell from my arms. It's fine. We go back and forth, back and forth so quickly between these two storylines. So and it's all kind of enmeshed together. We could easily do like half the episode on the Monty Gold uh situation. We could do the other half oh, on the for sure. situation. It could be there's two separate episodes. A, it is a side story, but there's so much Oh, it is like we so it goes on. Big. This is yeah. big for I think this is like bigger than the other one. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. The you, you whole take thing over. is is that Wyatt's trying to draw this out of Booth, like what happened with Apps, basically. And he's trying to figure out how Booth feels about the death of Epps and whether he feels at fault, basically. Yes. And Booth's saying, no, 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 I don't feel guilty at all. I mean, he was a serial killer. He tried to kill my partner. He threatened my son. You know, I'm glad, you know, when he died. And then Wyatt asks him if he thinks about suicide very often. And Booth scoffs at this. He's like, what are you talking about? I never I never do this. And I'm like, I'm going to say this right now, but a guy like Booth has definitely thought about suicide before. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. It's interesting that he brings it up though at that moment, because to me, like, I don't think there was much of a trigger at that point for him to bring it up. 
Well, he said earlier in the conversation about how um, sometimes he thinks that Epps had the right idea jumping about off the jumping off the balcony because, you know, of working with Brennan, like he yeah. was making a joke about making a working with Brennan. But then why it made him it's annoying. Have you ever been to therapy, Brittany? Many years ago. Listen, I used to go to this therapist where I would go in to talk to her about my problems. I would go in there and I'd have my <laughs> agenda and I'd be like, this is what we're talking about today. And then I'd be in the middle of a sentence and I would say something very innocuous to me, like something very flippant, similar to his joke about jumping off the balcony, right? Just a hilarious, ha ha ha, self-deprecating yeah. kind of thing. And she would stop everything and we would spend the whole session talking about that one thing that I said, because what I wanted to talk about was not relevant. That's she, so interesting. She didn't want to hear me complain about my partner. She didn't want to hear me complain about my, my job. She was like, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about how you talk about yourself. We're going to talk about what's going on with you and how you're reacting and behaving because of these situations, right? Like, and it was so annoying. I would get really so annoyed with her. I'd get angry in the yeah. session. I wouldn't say I was angry, but I'd be really, really chippy. Yeah. And then eventually I'd be like, ah, fine. Like, you know, mea culpa, you got yeah. me. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Like it's exactly was... what is happening right now in this exactly scene. Exactly what's exactly. happening. Exactly. Booth has like one any thing, comment like, he says. Yeah. Booth has one thing he wants to talk about. And yeah. or he wants to just get say the right thing so he can go back to work. But why it's not gonna let him do that? Why it's gonna make him sit there and think about this kind of stuff that's going on in the background, yeah. these sort of subconscious thoughts. And why it's like kind of being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's saying, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to ask you that. I feel like a bully asking you these terrible questions, you know, and he's being kind of facetious because yes, very invaded so. his life in the middle of the night. Yeah. And why it walks away from Booth. Like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Like, you know, he's like, okay, well, let's talk about this next See you time. Tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Come back and finish my barbecue then. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a lot more that gets unpacked and separate in the different sessions, which I kind of accidentally no, it's okay. started talking about, but kind of we'll bleed back into to each other. I get it. I they get do. It. Should we talk about back Zach the lab. and Angela back back the lab. Lab. and <laughs> Brennan? Oh, I so, do. You st I have something to say, but go. Okay. So they find this gold, gold foil that's embedded within the bite marks on yes. this victim. And so they're talking, they're like, why would someone eat anything gold? How would that happen? And then Angela's like, eh, I got you. Good thing I'm here because this person did not eat gold. She drank it and she drank yes. it in the form of hundred proof cinnamon schnapps. Golden rod, she calls it. Otherwise known as, what is it called? Goldschlager. Goldschlager. There, oh, Mark just yelled it from the other room. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. The other thing, I'll just mention this because they're sitting there. Zach and Angela have an exchange where Zach asks her to do something for him. And then she's like, please, if you're ready. I don't mean to be yes. dictatorial. And he's Angela's changed his. Well, his he's tune. trying to be nicer. And Angela's like, yeah, yeah, I get it, Zach. Relax. Yeah, I get it. 
Yeah, then you're fine. Brennan walks in and Angela acts surprised to see her. Yeah. Why? Which I think maybe is because she's been in Florida. I think she keeps, she's been back and forth a couple times. So I think maybe she's just getting back from Florida, maybe. No, she was there eating the sandwich. She was eating a sandwich. I think they were at the FBI eating a sandwich. But why is Angela surprised to see her? I don't know. It's weird. They're best friends. You would think that she would be But the way she acts, she's like, oh, hi. What are you doing here? Welcome back to this place that you work. All right. (laughs) Come on in. Come on in. I guess we'll (laughs) uh, get back to work. All right. Well, anyway, apparently Angela has um, thrown up gold schlagers so mm-hmm. didn't need to know that but now we know wasn't my thing <laughs> i don't think ugh. no thanks i like my uh my drinks to taste like they don't have alcohol so not for me <laughs> oh you're <laughs> lightweight that's why i'm one of those okay <laughs> we learned some interesting things about the bouncer looks like the bouncer so the the bouncer looks guilty but he looks so guilty that they know it's not him so because his he has an alibi that is not good it's his alibi is that he went and gave midnight swamp tours on his boat and and sully's like actually that sounds like a great job maybe that's something i could do i'm like oh my god (laughs) i love that too he also calls her doc on the phone at one point he calls her doc is that here that he calls her doc yeah, because they were talking on the phone before they meet up with the bouncer. Oh, that's right, because they were talking about the Goldschlager, Goldenrod, whatever. I think whatever. we need to dock. Yeah, so yes. they were on the phone. She had him on speakerphone, right, while they were yeah. talking about the Goldenrod. And he calls her Doc. I thought that was cool when he called her It that. is cool. It's a new nickname for her. Yeah. Um, But they basically say, like, we don't need to go and try to figure out what bars carried that um we are going to figure out some other approach and that other approach is they figure out i'm kind of skipping scenes here but basically they figure out the gold flakes okay definitely from the liquor and angela had remembered seeing one of monty's pictures had the caption that said all the girls love monty's gold and she's like oh wait a minute pretty sure that this is grounds to get a warrant because this could be probable probable cause yeah um so let's go and talk to monty again yeah is the ultimate conclusion there Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love this scene there's always a good opportunity in so many episodes for brennan to um defend herself against someone who is assaulting her yeah so where is the bus they go to meet up with monty's bus are they in maryland at this point at this point no at this point they're still in florida i think oh my god they're still in florida i have questions there's things i want to ask you about this yeah later they they went to daytona okay but here's actually wait wait a second (laughs) she went missing three weeks ago yeah i don't think they're in florida they can't be is they they do they're doing a whole tour unless the tour is around flying back and forth like that that's crazy but no they have to be flying because he's not in maryland yet i think no i think they are in florida wow 
Wow. So much waste. So they go anyway. to meet up with Monty's bus, wherever they are. Somewhere yes. not where the lab is. Yes. Somewhere <laughs> so so outside of the lab area. <laughs> so it's Sully and Brennan. And we find out that the bouncer's alibi checked out. So we don't even have to like deal with the bouncer. It's pretty great. Sully's pretty great. We actually that out. We kind of just see him in the background when Sully's talking at one point. Mm-hmm. And he just looks like this big guy and he's wearing a shirt that says security. And that's that's all we see of him. We don't even talk to him. So Brennan thinks that the guys, Eddie and Lloyd, were trying to throw them off the scent by yes. sort of putting them on the bouncer's tail. And they're at the bus to do their little search. And Monty's pissed off. He's just like, get out you're like what are you doing here and he's basically like you're harassing me and he's pointing his finger at brennan like oh get out of here yeah she's like uh please don't point your finger at me and i was like "Uh oh Uh oh he's asking for trouble we're like here it comes here we go so yeah she brings him down know insulting her and saying you're just trying to yeah. ruin our fun and all this stuff and then she grabs his arm and twists it behind him and she's like basically <laughs> doing her classic brendan move i wish she had flipped him on the ground that would have been great. i wish but she just held his finger behind his well back, he didn't grab her arm or good enough so, touch no. her so she can't do that but she just sort of uh restrains him yeah and he's in pain of course and she's like listen like i was defending myself and you know it's self-defense and and, and sully's, sully's like, yep. like totally <laughs> totally 100 percent self-defense and then he calls he's like you're a crazy bitch i'm gonna call my lawyer and yeah and sully's like okay well you can read him this warrant here you go <laughs> <laughs> they just basically pile on it's great i love it i love it they have a good dynamic they're no booth and brennan but it's definitely yeah, but have he's a seeing her vibe. like he's how chill. smart she is. He's seeing yeah. how independent she is. He's seeing like she's she take care of herself. Like he's seeing all these things about her that are like really cool. And exactly. She's also it's pretty cool. Beautiful. She's gorgeous. Well, they got on the bus because they have the warrant. So they're able to look at everything that's like out in the open. Yeah. Which apparently includes opening the fridge. And they find yeah, but a I bunch love this bottles. fridge moment. I love the fridge because they're There's... standing there looking at each other, <laughs> like, oh. looking at the fridge. Look at all and the then stuff he says, in the fridge. Oh, well, can you prove that she drank it here? And she goes, well, I can try. And that's another moment where he's like, oh, like she's really so great. confident. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're looking around. She explains like kind of what they're looking for because there would be some sort of metal screw threaded stick thing um that they think is the murder weapon mm. so they're kind of looking around there and we find out because he's like oh so just inside she shows on him where the victim was stabbed on his body and he's like oh so just inside her scapula and she's like <laughs> oh she's using so- you're using kinesiology <laughs> phrases. Hey, He's so sexy. easily impressed that he knows what a scapula is. Um, Booth still doesn't know what that is, I'm pretty sure. So it is impressive. <laughs> but he did minor in kinesiology, we found out. And he, ma- mm. and, and he majored, sorry, in art history. He also has a master's certificate in sailing. Yes. 
This is when Greg walked in. No. He gets on the couch. First of all, Brennan's really impressed by this guy. Also, there's a video of like Girls Gone Wild or whatever playing in the background, which is like yeah. lame. Greg so comes lame. in so creepy. at this point while Sully's talking about his all of his education, right? Yeah. And this is what Greg immediately, he hasn't watched this episode, nothing, right? Sits yeah. down. He listens to this line. This is what he says. The Sully says. Art history was his major, right? I also got a master's certificate in sailing, a pilot's license, and I'm a certified EMT. There's more, but I don't want to brag. <laughs> this is what Greg says. He goes, uh-oh, is this a love interest for her? <laughs> She's getting some Sully. <laughs> I was like, immediately, Greg knew. Immediately. That's amazing. He was like, oh, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy? Oh, my God. Finally, a love interest for Brennan, which comes oh at the God. worst possible time right on the tail of Booth breaking up with Cam. But that's fine. We'll talk about it. Um, okay. They get a call from Hodgins at this moment just to, you know, break up the sexual tension here. Yes. So they conclude that Jody Dowd, Ju Jody, Judy Dowd wasn't killed at the swamp found so she was the body was dumped in the swamp and kelly is very excited what do you need to say tell me more well, i sent you a picture because this scene is one of my favorite scenes ever <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because hodgins is back at the back of the lab and the he's lab. casually just sitting on a chair next to the dead alligator leaning on the slab where the alligator is and stretching his legs out on the desk drinking a cup of coffee talking about all the crap he found right he found out that you know uh, she would have been dumped at a certain site and she was yeah. there was asphalt found on her shoes and all these things but the scene i'm gonna put it on social media because oh, it you have made to me laugh just the way it was shot the way Hodgins was just like hanging out by the dead alligator and this is where I asked because you said the girl was missing for three weeks right yeah this alligator was just shot the you know however many days ago how long has this dead alligator body been sitting on the slab without any ice or anything. in the lab probably stinks that's what i said yeah wouldn't that smell bad by now including judy's remains whatever because her remains are also and they're not exposed yeah and there's like sinew and there's a bunch <laughs> of shit like you did not mute you just totally did it the opposite you're muted right now shit <laughs> so funny sorry okay don't be directly sorry. into the microphone as i try uh, listen, to listen i it. sneezed earlier who cares um yeah anyway the scene was funny the way he was sitting we find out all this stuff about where her body might have been dumped based on the roads and construction and stuff at the time yeah and i just thought i was thinking about how smelly these bodies are right now like oh the it must gator stink and they remain judy's just remains. absolutely i don't understand it must be disgusting what during while this whole conversation is happening, Brennan notices that the, that Eddie is cleaning the bus windows and kind of looking in at them. Yes, and all this information that he's giving he's makes no, them realize no chill. That, this guy. Oh my god, no, none. <laughs> but all this information, he's so creepy. But all this information Hodgins is giving is kind of point making her realize like we got to talk to Eddie. 
like you can see her you can see like the the thought coming yes then more she gets off the phone with hodgins she says oh that's very interesting thanks hodgins hangs up Sully looks at her and goes what's so interesting and then she looks at Sully like huh like she's she's like falling for him she's chuffed that sully is like interested in her phone call yeah. like like he wants to know what's happening but like does booth not ask her what's going on i thought or? he does i don't know <sighs> poor booth <laughs> but the way she looks at him she's like oh thanks for asking oh like thanks thanks for taking interest <laughs> <laughs> like give me a break oh my god oh poor <sighs> angela so we get we angela is just minding her own business enjoying dinner or a meal at the Royal Diner and in walks Mr. Dowd, who she has not met before. As far as I can tell, he should not know who she is even. The FBI had told him that the Jeffersonian was investigating his daughter's murder. So he looked up the team online and he saw her picture. So creepy. Followed her to this diner and then was interrogating her about who the killer is. And she's like, I thought, in my opinion, and we're going to talk about it more later, I thought she dealt with it very, very well. Sorry, yeah. sir. I can't tell you anything. I agree that one person that I can't tell you that we're investigating or not, but this one person that you have identified, do I like him? No. I also find him to be a creep, but I can't tell you anything. I can't tell you if he's a suspect there's nothing i can say have a great day two things yes the father admits it looks weird for him to have done all this homework yeah. to find her and i agree it's yeah. really bad and i think in that situation i would just stand up and walk out like i'd be like okay that's the end of our conversation like i'm sorry for your loss but i cannot yeah. continue having this conversation or i would maybe go talk to someone at the diner and be like we're gonna hang out until this guy leaves like i'm sorry sir like and, and remove yourself but maybe don't walk out by yourself because this guy seems maybe unhinged i would also talk to somebody who've divulged anything about what how the investigation was going and who was handling it yeah how did he end up at the royal diner he followed her there okay that's fucked up yeah oh it's super fucked up that's and what she said she's like did you follow me here and he's like that's yeah, weird i, I know and how that looks again michaela great job like the way great she job. said it was like holy shit this is bad like she was like yeah. she was kind of doing that kind of uh what's that when you like kind of pull away and go did you follow me like it's yeah really bad and then she's i was trying to distance herself while also like she understands this is a grieving father but it's like super inappropriate yeah and creepy. sorry for your loss see you later exactly like i would i would leave or ask him to leave and yeah. then you know call somebody to maybe get her but anyway the other thing was that he said that a friend of his from work showed him the video Ugh. the hottie student body video. i don't know this is not a friend that's for I'm sure gonna, why would you do that and no. why is he oh, at here's work? a video of your dead daughter flashing her boobs why is he at work yeah you think he'd be on compassion there's so many things it's wrong with this whole situation so. man fuck 
yeah there's it's not a good situation i thought she dealt with it pretty well oh she was fine I, it, she was in a very difficult situation like that is a very dangerous potentially very. quite dangerous situation so this is where we find out so monty's bus is somewhere my notes <laughs> is somewhere my notes which are based on the script so the the script says it, that this is an overview of washington we're seeing yeah so presumably they are in washington apparently <laughs> so apparently the tour bus is in washington okay so maybe i was wrong about florida all along this whole scene is not even necessary it's, no it's not event basically we're concluding long story short that lloyd and eddie were covering for monty that what happened was that monty yeah. had sex with this girl presumably yes and then she was really upset and she wanted off the bus she didn't want to be on the bus anymore monty was yelling and they basically there was a whole verbal argument and ultimately they let her off the bus in the middle so, of nowhere in the middle of the nowhere she was wasted yeah and it's night <laughs> so when eddie found out so i think lloyd is the one who dr drives the bus and when eddie found out that this happened he went back and drove around the area to try to look for her because he thought holy shit that should never have happened um so they went around and so one of them was driving the bus let her off and then the eddie's other driving guy, lloyd eddie's driving around. yes yeah. i said it wrong so eddie's driving lloyd's looking for these for guys who cares right who cares but they couldn't find her is the conclusion yeah they're basically saying we owe everything that we have to monty so of course we're going to cover for him i'm surprised that they weren't arrested for like the they're giving false information and investigation you would think that, that would be grounds obstructing justice exactly. or something um but not having human decency i don't know what yeah so basically we find out that monty isn't even with them that he's at some place called the iguana club up in maryland not so which fast, is very helpful Brittany. not so fast. What? oh okay i've missed some during things. this conversation with eddie and lloyd about driving yes. around and trying to find the girl blah 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 blah, blah uh brennan mentions about the sexual assault yes and yes. lloyd denies it and says you know you can't prove that yeah and then sullivan sully says ah i wouldn't bet on it like yeah you don't know who you're dealing with here so this is another compliment another that he's compliment. giving brennan he has a lot of confidence in brennan and her abilities yeah and he's really changed his tune with her like over the course of this episode yeah being super aloof and disconnected and checked out and now he's like kind of like complimenting brennan supportive and supporting her and being if, interested i'm thinking if booth and him are friends like outside Has booth of talked about him her, oh, that's what i'm sorry. thinking maybe he's talked about her before and now he's seeing firsthand like oh monty is in maryland at the iguana club so okay. they need they obviously need to go talk to him because at this point i guess they figure lloyd and eddie have lied to us before but they must be telling the truth now so <laughs> they take their words for it everything's fine we're gonna find out what happens with that storyline shortly but right now it's the daytime and we're back with booth 
who's working on the the barbecue and this guy in his psychiatrist's backyard is this how he's paying for is this how he's paying for the service i think that why it should be charging double to have yeah. this guy at his house a all night and day and i don't get like does he not have other patients he's got to charge people to for this kind of therapy oh my god and he's he getting like hands-on therapy yeah he's getting a barbecue out of it which is nice wyatt is trying his best to relate to booth so this time instead of tea he brings coffee yes which booth is displeased with he thinks yes. it's absolutely disgusting but that's fine um but they're trying to get back into why he shot this clown yeah on top of this ice cream truck and he starts to make some observations about i'm sure he's made the observations before but he starts to vocalize his observations about booth he real he recognizes that he likes to be in control of his environment that he wears colorful socks and cool belt buckles and all these other things because they're his way of rebelling and Mm -hmm. taking control Mm -hmm. when he otherwise it's very like a very strict organization like the fbi these are like his little ways to get around it but he's saying that by shooting this clown is it a rebellion really well anyway booth obviously isn't paying enough attention because he gets a call from brennan of course and picks it up and now why walks away again but this time booth recognizes why is it that whenever i take a phone call you walk away and now i'm just telling you exactly what was said but it's very interesting because he Mm. realizes why it tells him well why are you picking up the phone if you know i'm gonna walk away (laughs) (laughs) i'm telling i say listen touche wyatt like seriously booth is rude for answering the phone like this all the time so bad so rude it's so rude and he tells brennan this time even though he's picked it up he tells him you know what i'm gonna call you back because i think it's good that wyatt had said something because otherwise i don't think he would have recognized it yeah but he still takes the call with brennan because brennan i think he calls her back i think because we jumped to the next scene and now brennan's driving talking to booth yeah it does not very clear on the loudspeaker thank god she does not have the phone to her head ah she's got it on bluetooth baby oh i love it but she's wondering if he's for real if sully's for for real. real yeah she wants to know this is when we find out that he's also a master carpenter because he built (laughs) booth's dining room set and this like takes brennan over the edge she's like he's also a carpenter oh damn okay thanks for letting me know okay bye thanks for your help she's so (laughs) impressed by this guy sully because when she says oh my god he's a carpenter too and she's like smiling But this to me. And then she's getting a call while she's on the phone with Booth from Sully. Yes. She's like, see you later, Booth. Gotta go. Oh, yeah. Gotta go. We're doing that thing that you and I do. So we at during the last episode, we talked about our theory 
that at this point, Booth we're gonna talk is about this. in love with Brennan. No, at this point, I'm not with you anymore. I'm not I've sure. Abandoned. I've abandoned this theory. You've now. abandoned this theory. I still am following this theory. Yes. However, it is becoming abundantly clear that Brennan is not feeling the same way at this point in time. Not at because all. She she calls Booth up like, hey, best friend. Hey, wingman. Tell me more yeah. about this hottie yeah. with a body. The hottie Who's not sit body. down shape. Hottie FBI body. Yes. So if my theory is correct, and at this point he's in love with Brennan, this is about to get very messy. I'm shaking my head no. <laughs> Because it's what she said to him. She goes, she hangs up on Booth because Sully's calling. She goes, we're doing, you know, that thing, what we do. But she's doing it with Sully. Yeah. And Booth is like really uh, caught off guard with that. When she said that. I don't, like I said, I think that. I agree that he's in love with her, but he doesn't know it yet. I don't think okay. he's aware. He doesn't have the awareness. Maybe he's not like conscious about it. It's very like, you know, everything's underneath with him. True. That's why he's forever. <laughs> <sighs> um, shit is about to get real. Also, we figure out looks like Brennan is driving that Mercedes that her publicist got her at one point last season. <laughs> Where's the Jeep? Like no, first we find out that once Brennan finds out that Sully's a master carpenter and they meet up at the iguana club to talk to Monty, she's joking around with them. There's a photo oh, yeah. I could show you her face when she they are flirting. Her. her face. You go on and talk about the scene, but I will show you. Oh her my god. Face. So they show up in their individual cars, which is interesting because yes. it with with Booth, he's constantly picking he's her up. A control freak. Yes. yes. Whereas this time, so they're meeting there, um, and they're taking a look. They're anyway, they're walking along, walking over to the iguana club, and Sully takes his gun out. He's telling her, "Follow my lead, follow my lead," and then they notice his car, his car being Monty's car. The doors open, the the driver door is open. And they start seeing blood. There's a blood trail. And they see... They rush over to Monty's body that's laying on the ground there. And Brennan checks it for a pulse, but there's no pulse. So apparently they arrive there too late. Unfortunately, he is dead. (laughs) That's all. Unfortunately, he he died. died. (laughs) So I don't know how long he's been there. It seems R.I.P. Like Alex Winter death. slash Monty Gold. Yes. He's gone. There's blood everywhere. Like handprints. Like, everywhere. Looks like he, he got shot by the car and then tried to like get inside or something. Yeah. It's too bad they didn't, didn't have better it. cell phones or something. You could have called 911. Yeah. Not a great situation. Obviously was taken off guard. It seems. Exactly. Um. We do end up back. uh, Oh, yeah. Tell me. I want you to look at Brennan's face. She's excited. Like like, when she sees Sully, she's like, hey, Hey, look at this place. You can have a big restaurant. Okay. You want to go for dinner after? 
<laughs> so we're okay. back um, talking about the case, basically. And we think that... We well, think... no, we're in the FBI interrogation room now because yes. Montego was found dead. So, And they assume, for some reason, that yeah. it was the priest Isaac that was there earlier. Yes. Because... I don't know how they came to this conclusion, but they I'm just not assumed sure either. it was him. They assumed it was him rather than the other two wingmen, which was kind of, I thought that was interesting. Lloyd, like, could it not be Lloyd? Anyway. No, For Lloyd and Eddie are too loyal to Monty, but you think, I mean. But I guess if it would be introducing another character if it were anyone else, I guess. I guess. So they bring Isaac in for questioning because they think he might have been the culprit because of his judgment of Monty. Yeah. And then during the interrogation, of course, we learn like Isaac is a Bible thumper and he's, you know, quoting scripture or is he? I don't know. And then he's not. <laughs> he's quoting movies. We know that much. Shawshank but... Redemption. <laughs> exactly. So then Brennan gets a phone call during the interrogation, leaves the room and starts talking to Angela. And this is where Angela like fesses up. Like she feels like she made a mistake by, and she thinks that Brennan has the wrong man when it comes to Monty Gold's uh, killer. Yeah. And she says, I made a mistake. And I was like, how so? I could not. And I went back and rewatched the scene again at that point. Like, I, she, all she did was agree that Monty was an asshole, I, but she didn't yes. tell the father that he did it or anything. I don't think she made a mistake. I think she did a phenomenal job sticking with uh, her confidentiality agreement, probably with Jeffersonian. Telling sure. her, Telling him, I'm sorry, I can't tell you anything. I'm sorry, I can't tell you anything. The guy asked him, the, the guy asked her a general question, like, what do you think of this guy as a person? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I think he's a creep. But at no point was she like, this is the guy. They do bring Mr. Dowd in and he confesses yeah. immediately. Immediately. And he says, I didn't try to kill him. That wasn't my purpose. I went there to scare him and to talk to him. Yeah. But when he told me that she wanted it, Listen. I just lost it and I killed Listen. her. I any killed him. father, any father would. I'm just oh, telling yeah. you that right now. And then... Brennan confirms with him that she was assaulted and murdered. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if that makes it better though. Like, and I was like, this guy, I'm like, you're going to have to put him on suicide watch because like, seriously. Oh, for sure. You, and he reiterates back to, and it goes back to that first scene when we first met him. It was just him and Judy. There's He's no all one to alone. call. There's no one to talk to. No one, There's no can, one to call. No, no one to family. talk to. And this Ugh. guy will probably go to jail. Yes. Alone. Yes. That's awful. I just, and I feel a guy really like that, you know, like him. a blue collar dude who killed a guy because he raped his daughter. And like, yeah. How long do they get? What kind of a sentence does a guy like that get? Right? I have no idea. And like going into prison, like yeah. prison, like hardcore American prison. No. So depressing. It's such a depressing oh, yeah. thing. Oh, this is awful. just it's awful it's absolutely awful because his whether monty killed his daughter or not and we'll find out soon if that was the case yeah the guy well even if he didn't do it he played a major role in her death by letting her off the bus oh 
it was all of it was a huge failure on everyone's huge part. failure on everyone's part so the Even fact her that friend he, abby like yeah honey, what the fuck come on abby honey yeah you gotta stick with your friends sorry no she's a bad friend and thank god we don't we don't hear from her for the rest of the episode which is kind of nice but that's anyway all in all brennan and sully are back at the lab zach is looking at some bone bone is this judy's remains still on this lab it is stinking up the lab um hodgins comes he has a weapons list some visual aids because of angela thank you angela and they're trying to figure out sully and brennan are looking at the remains and And he's using at he's using uh, science language i skipped over every single one of these like he, all my notes ignore all all of these is there like using them. science language about where the wound was with and the, she's like the, oh show off and she slaps his hands away from the the table like oh stop it you show stop off it, show off it's yeah, like oh my god this is grade seven. Oh my god it's too much okay so they have their moment like oh booth if he is in love with her and then Hodgins has all these things that could theoretically have led to the wound. Mm-hmm. Um, how Judy had died with mm-hmm. how, how basically the, the murder weapon. Yes. So they have this revelation that one of the things is a gear shifter. And if you take off the handle of the gear shifter, then mm-hmm. it would leave the exact marking that was found on her body. Yes. And if we remember that that we had made that Isaac, the priest, had a tennis ball over top of his gear shifter. Yes. And Sully and Brennan go, oh my God. We need to find Isaac right now. Which is unfortunate because they did have him in for questioning about two seconds ago. So Yeah, which um, is yeah. Yeah kind of unfortunate they do so he's obviously on the run they pull him over he's at the back of his truck praying on his knees and they're like get up <laughs> tell me can I what's just, on your mind can we skip over all this yeah we can basically we the scenario to... is the girl gets he did off it. the bus <laughs> he picks her up in like an effort to sort of where's your camera going I'm over here. <laughs> why is my camera all the way up there oh my god that's so funny i'm sorry it's like just as i started talking it's like okay i guess I'm i don't not, know why it's nothing i say back. is important then it is very important why don't why is this happening i don't know we we're gonna figure out figure i need it to out resolve a, another this day computer Oh, oh she's gone oh she's there Zoom. zooming in so much <laughs> regardless they pick up isaac he gets arrested because they figure that he basically hooks up with all these women that get kicked off the bus he tries the time, to yeah he tries to and something went wrong with this girl and she was uh ended up being impaled by his gear shift yeah and he tossed her into the swamp to be eaten yeah. by an alligator it turns out that he actually is a super creep not only why is it zooming again not only (laughs) did he do this to the victim yeah my 
camera has a life of its own, yes. a mind of its own. <laughs> so not only did he do this to the victim, but they, and for some reason, they never actually looked into his background at all until right now. And they found out that he was actually excommunicated from the church. Like they kicked him out because he was preying on young girls. Like so, they just had him in the interrogation room, Brittany. Like, wouldn't they have all this information? So I think, and we're circling back from that conversation we had about Monty earlier. Yeah. Monty's buddy, buddy with Isaac. Almost certainly Monty was saying, oh, I'm not interested in the girls anymore. I wonder if he knew what was going on because Isaac was constantly following them around. But no one's let denying these girls that Monty the bus. sexually assaulted her, though. No, but I wonder if he would let these girls off the bus for the priest, basically, to pick up. Right. So they have this sort of copacetic. Yeah. What's that called? Because they seem to have kind of like an understanding in that one scene we were talking about. We're like, mm. he's being so nice to him and he's like helping him. And wow, you're really good. See, I thought that scene was to show us that Monty couldn't have killed her. That too. Because of how charitable he was with Isaac. Yeah. To me, that, that scene, I obviously we have a different view of it, but they could be either way. No, I think was, you're like, right. They her. have a, a what's that called? It's not like a mutual understanding or whatever. But Isaac... anyway, that's my, that's my theory. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I agree with you on that one for sure. It Just a bunch of creeps being creepy, basically. Awful. They're all terrible. They're all they horrible. All resulted in the death of this one girl. Awful. Monty's gone, so hopefully maybe that will mean that the girl's gone wild. Haughty student body will die down, but unlikely. I'm sure some other creep will pick it up. There's always some kind of exploitative person out there for sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... um. <laughs> Are Brennan are. and Sully going to get together or what? You should talk about this since you well, like them so much. They, uh, they're, the case is over. Brennan's sort of mulling over how dissatisfied she is with the result of this case because she usually likes to feel good about solving these cases, but she just felt really drained by it. Yeah, because yeah. you're flying all over the fucking place. But anyway... Yeah. <laughs> So that's when Sully says, like, you can only do this job for so long without it affecting you, you know? You gotta, yeah. There's got to be more to life than murders and deaths and corpses and all those things, you know? And then she jokes, like, oh, yeah, like, sausage and pepper sandwiches. And uh, Sully's saying, yeah, but you have to admit the sandwich was good, you know? And then he and she says, like, yeah, it was. <laughs> then he's like, so what do you both usually do? Like, after you solve a case together, do you go get a drink? You get a meal? You go to Pilates class? He's trying to celebrate with her. And uh, she says, well, we Booth likes to go to a diner because he really likes the pie. And he says, well, let me buy you a slice. So then and Wong and, Fu's went out of business, I guess, I know. because he just Man, doesn't go there anymore I'm at all. I'm so upset about Wong Fu's. I seriously, it was it's so a great. Gaping chasm in my life not having Wong Fu's. It's Wong so Fu's sad anymore. that it just disappeared, but this this is our 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 go-to now. So regardless, oh. at the end of the day, they have this exchange back and forth, back and forth, like trying to feel each other out to figure out if they want to go and give this a go you know what i mean so he's like do you want to wait another day before you decide if you want to go out with me or do you want to and she's like no i don't need that kind of time like i let's just do this right 
Oh, which yeah. is She's the like, first I know I time in this episode where I felt that there was any chemistry between them was at this very last scene. Like real chemistry. Real I felt chemistry. like it was kind of forced throughout it. Like yes. they were throwing in all these little things and it was like, okay. Yes. But this moment, like this conversation that they have is kind of cute. They're like, well, in theory, I could ask you out. Oh, okay. I guess we can do that. I guess. Yeah. But it was very, like, it's almost immature the way it's approached but it's sweet it's, but that's the way it is when you first date right it's like you're yeah like in grade school and you're like you know it's like very <laughs> childish exciting you know? it is exciting okay i'm dying to get back to okay here our psychiatrist and booth yes we gotta we gotta round this out and what's nice is it is clear from this conversation that they have that Stephen fry is here to stay this character is going to be here for a little longer. They show that Booth had finished the whole barbecue. He went Which, out and he walked, but it's gorgeous. It's stunning. This barbecue setup is amazing. Wonderful. It took yeah. them it took him the entire time of them solving the case. So it's been several days. At least a week. At least a week. So he's been working on this. He went out and bought ribeye steak, prime ribeye steaks. Those steaks look so good. They look amazing. No flattering. <laughs> David, come on over. You can make me a steak. I know. He's a barbecue master, apparently. So him come and, on over. Him and Greg can duke it out. Perfect. So uh, I must say, Mark makes great steak. He made a steak. Yeah, Greg makes tonight. good was, steak, too. Really good. Yeah, exactly. The Slovenian thing, maybe. I don't know but, what it is. Like, Greg makes awesome steak. It's so good. We can't, they can't hear us saying too many nice things about them, though. We don't want it to get it to their heads, right? Right to their heads, exactly. <laughs> so they get into that they're having this conversation about steak. He's mm -hmm. saying, Well, I'd rather learn how to do it through trial and error, whatever. You don't have to make these steaks. Booth is a little annoyed. And then, boom, the psychiatrist asks him a question. He's asking him, How many people have you killed? And he's like, oh, well, including, I don't know, I don't know. And then, okay, here, including Epps, I've taken 50 lives. And why, Gordon Wyatt tells him, but you didn't kill Epps. So why are you including him in your, in your death count, in your kill count? And this is the first time in this entire episode where Booth seems to actually have kind of like a breakthrough or a moment where he's actually thinking about what the doctor is saying to him. As you can see, like, and he tells him, like, I, I don't know why I'm including him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't feel like I didn't kill him. And ultimately, the doctor also feels that he's having this breakthrough and he does sign the papers but Booth is not as excited by him signing the papers as we thought he would be this whole time. Yes. What do you think? Like you said, it's the first time Booth's having like a real moment like of a humility. a true moment. Yeah. A moment of humility where he finally says, "I." he's not sure if he let go of Howard or if he, like if he, if he let go or Howard let go, he can't yeah. remember. He can't seem to really grasp exactly what happened yeah. when Howard died. 
I love the shirt he's wearing. First of all, I love it. It looks so good on him. He looks very hot. He looks he's, great this whole episode. Double on his face is giving. It's like everything is working for me in this particular look that he's having right now. But it's like a totally different it changes his whole vibe like when he comes yeah. out with it and i'm telling you booth is very attractive when he's humble he's like it's so attractive when a man goes i don't know and that's what why it's saying yeah. that's what i want to hear i want you to say i don't know yeah because the worst you could do is walk around thinking you know everything and exactly. you control everything and it's when that moment when he was he doesn't have control and he doesn't know something he can admit it yeah that's humility that's sincerity it's gen you know that's what he was looking for it's genuine yeah which i don't know this is a very vulnerable version of booth which we haven't really I love seen it. before i really like I it love it that's not um, true we see it in vulnerable a few times i think a few times but not not without brennan right that's right i was just thinking he's very vulnerable like with her like he'll be honest with her about yeah. his feelings or he'll be honest with her about what he thinks of her you know what i mean or whatever a situation yeah. but this is like a breakthrough outside of her which For is him very personally. interesting yeah. yeah well she's off about to have a a fling uh, with this sully guy doesn't know that though not yet so then uh wyatt signs the papers and asks booth to cook his in the steaks and, the and then steaks they have a nice little moment huge they're humongous they're huge and um wyatt just has his door wide open obviously he's rich because he can just air condition the world so <laughs> there's that <laughs> like oh All that's right. why he only needs to have one patient at a time <laughs> Yes, well, uh -huh. we'll talk about that at some point. For sure. I look forward to um, seeing more of this character. Honestly, yes. I forgot he existed in this Bones universe. I forgot Sully existed in this Bones universe. Right. So, but now that they're back and I've watched the episode, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember liking these characters. Um, I don't remember why they were no longer at the, on the show at one point. Um, or if they were we'll find out or whatever yeah or we'll find out as we go um but no I, I i like this episode mostly i i liked booth's storyline better than the actual storyline yeah but no, like I any other good. case right think? yeah like any other kind of murder would be great <laughs> Like I didn't yeah. like this. It, it was, was very dark. Gross. It was gross and dark. It was gross. And... I just I think I don't know what it was, but I just I couldn't get past. I felt like sick to my stomach for the father. I felt really horrible for him. Um I thought whoever played whoever played him, whoever that actor is, he did a fantastic he did a job. Great job. Did a great job. Um is I definitely felt for the character honestly all the actors did a great job because i felt disgusted by these like slimy characters hodgins get it together like you're gonna lose angela if you keep using haughty student body like it's your favorite he website. wasn't taking it seriously and i was no, he not wasn't. happy with that I, I don't understand why especially when it comes to rape <laughs> i don't 
understand why that was a direction, but we'd have to ask the director who was. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Who is it? Oh, it was our friend, Mr. Croker. Okay. What, which who? episode did he do last time? Last time, it doesn't matter because the main one that he directed was Man and the Bear. There we go. Which Funny. is, for those who uh, don't know, is <laughs> Kelly's favorite episode. His name is Alan Croker. He's the Canadian dude. And if I look here at our situation, I'll tell you. He does a lot of episodes of Bones. He That's did awesome. uh, three episodes in season one. This is the only episode he directed for season two. He does a couple in season three. He does some in season four and five. So he sticks around. He's he's a regular contributor for the next few seasons uh, as a director of Bones. And he did in that scene where Hodgins is in the, hanging out with the gator and drinking his coffee was very like you know man in the bear styles kind of comedy here yeah i loved it i still don't know how long those remains were sitting around and the ventilation must be yeah. amazing in this place and it's been freezing in there <laughs> i just want to say i went down a rabbit hole i know we have to go because it's getting late and we have to go to work tomorrow Ugh. but i went down a rabbit hole with eddie mcclintock who plays sully okay and I looked into this guy. He's a I big was, actor. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you. I also he did the same thing. <laughs> was on a show called Warehouse 13. Yep. Which is the one that my friend Nancy worked on as a costumer. Oh. For five seasons. And she also knows one of the directors of Bones. I think one of the directors of Bones from season one also directed an episode of Warehouse 13. So my oh. joke was that I'm so few steps. I'm yeah. this close to David Boreanaz. Like, so close. So many people removed, right? But I will say this. I looked at Mr. McClintock's Insta and turns out this guy wrote a whole post in early january he's been sober for 22 years he's a who got guy who oh was my in God. the program so i i was like oh i love eddie mcclintock now like i completely adore him that's amazing you know? anyway that's, that's i just hilarious. love eddie mcclintock now because he's a sober dude and he was in warehouse 13 he knows my friend nancy and i'm excited by that i think that's really that's cool awesome. he's aged extremely well uh yeah damn yeah it's because he's friggin' sober that's why everybody looks good when they're sober because my mom <laughs> was like oh um she was asking me it was like oh yeah she's married to greg and then somehow it was he's brought up that greg. you're that you're well common law with greg oh okay my mom was asking and i was like and somehow it got brought up that i was like oh yeah she's 48 i think honey so i'm right. gonna be 50 in less in a month she's 49 turning 50 very soon and she was like no <laughs> she looks amazing i was like oh i gotta tell her <laughs> tell i her forgot of, i of all that clean living clean, clean living. living yeah well i um yeah no i i forgot to tell you but now i told you i was like i Here know right <laughs> now you know 
I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, again, I agree with you. I enjoyed the booth part. I think it was leaps and bounds for him, like uh, seeing these parts of himself and like really examining all that yeah. stuff. I think it'll be interesting if he continues these sessions. Uh, I think does so, he too. Continue? Does he continue he does. the sessions? Okay, cool. And Brennan... <sighs> I don't know. Like I said earlier, I think that we'll talk booth, next episode. I just, I'll have to see the next episode, but I just think like, you're right. She has no concept. Of, no, she has no idea. You know what? That's Booth's fault. Okay. Like if he, it is. he should communicate. That's the issue. He's got to go to therapy sure. to learn how to communicate. And then he can tell her how he really feels. The next episode is <laughs> not good. <laughs> anyway, do we have, have to I talk told about you? what i was like oh just when you watch i i mistook the next episode for this one uh watch the next episode and then text me all right well i text you for every episode so yeah but for this one like for sure text me when i'm watching it it's like i'm live tweeting you <laughs> i love it oh my god i can't believe this has happened like, oh my god, blah, 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 I'm like i know right oh my god this is so stupid like the lazarus like fuck you know he she should have broken up with him blah 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 it's like oh my god oh yeah and then um and then i thought it was my own idea when we were talking about the episode i was like yeah no she should have broken up. no we were talking it's fine um oh my god oh it also is 11 55 we should definitely we gotta go, go to baby we gotta go um anything else no okay good so thank you thank you for joining us for this episode of squint squint See you next time. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolentz-Stagen. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins! <laughs>